my name is Sharad Agarwal. I'm the founder of Cybergear and OnlyWebinars.com. Uh, Cybergear was started in 1996. So this past week, uh, we just completed 25 years in the digital space. It's been a wonderful journey with a lot of learnings. And we specialize now in the web, uh, mobile, digital, social, artificial intelligence, and big data domains. So lots to do. Uh, today, uh, we will be talking about customer experience and uh, how it has changed over time. As you will all agree, customer experience is now the new marketing battlefront. Customers are no longer buying just products. They are buying experiences delivered through these products. And the most minute details of the interactions you have with your customers are an opportunity for you to create something remarkable, something that I would like to call the wow factor. Especially in today's post-COVID environment, in an omni-channel environment where a customer can surface on Twitter, five minutes later on Instagram, and now perhaps on Clubhouse. It is imperative to have consistency in communication. Instead of using technology to automate all processes, it is important to use technology to enhance human interactions. Let me give you one example how Amazon in US has tried to take customer expectations to a new level. They are now able to deliver products before you order them. How you may ask? Well, they have all your buying patterns behavior and they use sophisticated AI algorithms, which helps them preempt customers' needs with great certainty. That's how far you can go on meeting customer expectations. So now let me introduce to you my dear friend and business associate, Susan Furness. Susan, you want to say hi to the audience? Hi, everybody. Hi. Thank, thank okay, you, so, so uh, Susan has a way with words. She's a master at connecting the dots. Just give her two words and she will weave a magical story around them. I promise you that. She can talk with dexterity across a melting pot of subjects from CX to DX, UI to UX, hospitality to sustainability, from leadership to team building. She seems to know it all. She has been involved in delivery of events, news, webinars, talk shows. And today she will be sharing her real world learnings with us during the next 45 minutes. Uh, you can feel free to put in your comments, your questions in the Q&A tab or in the chat box. And I will share your questions with her uh, after about 45 minutes. And then Susan and I will be happy to answer your questions for as long as it takes. So let me hand it over to Susan to take it forward. Over to you, Susan. Well, thank you so much, uh, Sharad. Connecting the dots, and I can see you've um, got some timely dots behind you in that fabulous backdrop. 
Thank mm. you. Now, knowing it all, well, that's an interesting one because indeed um, one of the <clears throat> suggestions that we're going to uncover today is in fact as knowing it all, i.e. thinking you'll know it all here in the head, actually sometimes paralyze us, confuse us, or indeed um, make an experience rigorous when indeed if we talk in to the heart first, do we not connect a greater experience? And when the, because the heart knows, doesn't it? And then we go up to the head to start getting the rational behind it. So I feel it all, I think. And so we're gonna see if we can unpick one of those um, for, for, the, for the exes today. Uh, and I just wanna say a couple of things. There's some drilling going on. I mean, this is our wonderful new experience with working from home. I've got a new neighbor again, because I'm in a newish building and hey let them come in because that's what it's all about right getting the community in for an experience and i'm i'm happy i've got some great neighbors so there's some drilling so if you can hear it apologies and the other thing which i don't really want to apologize about is the sun because i'm seeing some of you here have got frosty mornings and snow well i've got a big ray of sun coming in the window here from Rasal Khaimah and over the wonderful uh, Hajar mountain range. So um, I hope it doesn't glare at any times. It's, I'm, I bless that sun. But Sherad, I want to say something about you. I, I, I was thinking honestly this morning, we met or we, we knew of each other pre-1999 because of course I know and worked with your fabulous um, um, better half, Anu, your wife, who's a wonderful right. author amongst other things. And I worked with her in 1994, 95. But we actually worked together in Cybergear when I came in wanting my first website in 1999. Right. <laughs> and we've remained such great pals and friends ever since. So look, thank you for being there at that beginning when we designed everything in such a different way. But wasn't it exciting then? And isn't it exciting now? And so uh, thank you for, for that. And thank you for this opportunity. And gratitude, as I said earlier, is just really a no-brainer X factor. Uh, you know, in, in customer experience, in and out of the organization. So I couldn't go amiss today, Sherard, without thanking your team and thanking uh, some of my team members, including Chaminda that's on that's on uh, on the the call today and all of you, because this is now about transformation and transformation, uh, you know, uncovering these X's. So I'm gonna break a rule because I really would say, steer away from PowerPoints <laughs> as much as you can when you're doing wonderful online engagement. I mean, I, I rather you like to use things like this, you know, come up with some lovely words on a sheet like we used to use the transparency years ago but today i'm going to break the rule uh, it's not a standing operating procedure it's a guideline a seamless operating principle that we can all begin to feel into in in uh, this digital space so i'm going to share sherrod and so i'm going to share screen now everyone and as sherrod said we've got um well, let me go into it and then and then let's see. Shara, do you let me give me the nod? Yes. Are you are yes. you seeing okay there? Absolutely, yes, absolutely. Go ahead. Brilliant. Okay, so look, bear with me, everybody. 
um, um, this is breaking guideline number one, a PowerPoint, but here's why. But first of all, before I say why, look at that first page and please start to um, consider as we're going through the energy and power of words and the value of vocabulary and the real gift in glossary. So here, just in that headline, you know, using amplify and transformational and Susan Furness locating the X with Sharad. So, you know, just by using words that really can help what we call in the digital online experience, visual poetry. Visual poetry, which is a word or a phrase I took from a good friend and associate of mine, Francis Amanda Briggs. So onto this next page to guide us um, in this PowerPoint. <laughs> um, here's what we're doing now. Let's get on the same field very quickly. Um, I'm going to lead you to the last point on that slide, which we're going to sprint today. And therefore, we're really only going to scratch the surface. But we really wanted to give you a feel of what we were feeling ourselves around the X's in customer experience in the digital space. So the first go back up to the top. We're I, please appreciate some of the definitions that we're going to go through, through in this sprint. It's just to get us on that same page in 60 minutes. Um, we will look to see if we can define what X isn't, and we will look in different places, in new places for the search of X. Why? Because if we look in the same place, what's that going to give us? If we pick up the same textbook from yesteryear, what are we going to find in this curious time that many of us are calling DC during Corona? I mean, life isn't going to be BC anymore, is it, before Corona? We're going into AC, aren't we, after Corona? So we're looking in different places. And we're also going to use some legacy tools or suggest that X is found in legacy tools, but in a contemporary way. Here we go. Let's start, first of all, with where we're coming in as who the C is in the CX, in the customer experience. So CX is the acronym for customer experience. We're in this conversation, we're gonna look at the, the customer as the customer, as in more retail-based, as in client, as in more business-based, and both of them as a consumer. Because when your customer starts buying and your, your client starts buying, actually, they're both consumers. And that last one, which isn't a C, and I would normally like to keep more C, I really mean community. But I thought for this B2B conversation today, we'd use the phrase stakeholder. So Sharad and I pushed that one out. But it could be customer and client who then become a consumer because the energy of a customer and the energy of a consumer, someone who's actually eating, using, feeling, touching your product or service is actually quite different, isn't it? They're now biased, they're now in. And then stakeholder could be community. Here we go. Here's another reality that we'd like to, that we see. So let's see if you feel it too, that the digital underbelly of today really is three things. Um, we're in a digital ocean. What do I mean by that, Sherard? I mean, if we go back to 1999, when we were really just hearing about cyberspace and the internet and, and, and all the distance in between, 
for much of it, it's been quite a linear journey, I would suggest. You know, you go online, you start searching, and, and you, you can get off at an A road or a B road. If, if the cyber street is a motorway, you know, with a motorway, you can only get off when there's an exit, right? But now, look at what we're doing. We're in a, we're in a digital ocean. As you said, Sharad, there's so many omni-channels, multi-channels, mega-channels out there for us to start working on and talking on and, and writing on and, and gathering information on or watching the news on or dancing on or doing yoga on, that actually it's more like an ocean, isn't it? We don't know where we can bob to many, many different places. So please hold that in your space when you're thinking about your customer's experience in the digital experience and that they're actually bobbing around on an ocean. And of course, the ocean is very deep as much as it has that beautiful blue sky above, blue sky. And of course, during this uh, DC period, life is now online, isn't it? Now, it isn't for everyone, of course. We're talking only generations, uh, Sherard, as well as uh, you know those of us that have really migrated online. But overall, even those that didn't think they were ever going to get online are now online. I mean, you know, our grandmothers, our grandfathers, our three-year-olds, our four-year-olds, and ourselves. And as you quite rightly said, multi-channels, Sherard. So here we go. That's setting the scene. Now, as I said, bear with me on some definitions. This is just to quickly get us into the, the same space. Here's the definition we're going to use today for customer experience. And I'm going to bore you even more by reading it out. So here we go. Um, our customer's perception of their interaction with any part of our company using the multifocal lens that we all have. We all have a multifocal lens. And in fact, it's said that we use five of our parts of being to access and activate that lens. We use the rational mind. We use our physical connection, emotional subconscious, and even psychological. And you can see I've bolded perception, inter, and lens. I'm moving on. Here we go. I'm gifting you yet another definition digital experience, but also adding from DX into DCX. Now, any of you online who are UX, i.e. design the user experience, we're gonna have a look at that quickly in a minute. But for today, we're really talking about being in that space, being the customer, internal or external, in that space. So here's, here's my, I'm gonna read this out again, everybody. The single interaction between a user and our company, let's think about us, that is made possible because of digital technologies and acknowledging that the sum of all those single digital interactions by a single user with any part of our company emerges as, merges as the digital customer experience, which we are acronym as DCX. So our is very important because today I'm bringing all of us online, and I think there's a, just under 40 of us today, into the space that this is our company we're talking about now. So let's go on to 
just honor those of you in the user space and you're the ones that build the infrastructure the architects the designers of our online homes but let's just think about ux in this way how we feel you remember at the beginning Sharad, i shifted knowing to feeling how we feel about interacting with a company our company anybody others how do we feel when we we're interacting with a company using a website a web application or any other digital technology appreciating while we're doing this using that this requires a user interface, which is what our UX teams and our build teams are, are so uh, refined at doing, to enhance usability and to gather research, which is where you get all these algorithms and this online inbound marketing, etc. So let's just move swiftly on. Um, Sharad, do you think there's I'm okay to move on? Absolutely, yeah. Good, good, good. Because what I wanted to do is just remind you of the customer experience definition and pull out those five perception receptors so that you can all have those in your mind for the next um, 45 minutes and beyond, I hope. So the receptors, they could be called lenses. This is how the customer, we, you know, can pull in our experience in one or all of these, and probably it's all. Um, we're not going to go deep today <clears throat> to define them. Um, if we were workshopping, we would indeed even act them all out in a very, in a very fun and very useful way. But the digital leap, you heard me just talking just now about or suggesting uh, BC for before Corona, DC for during Corona and AC for after Corona. And I've done them one to four from the bottom up. So, you know, BC has gone, hasn't it? You know, we're, we're still in this curious time. It's still lingering. We're still in DC and we're only really sensing, Sharad, we can't know life AC, can we? Because it's never been, we don't know what it's like. But I'm adding another one in the mix, Sharad, today. I'm adding in number four. And if we were all live online, I would ask, you all to say what you think number four is. Well, you could actually, you could fire you it. You can in, still in. guess on the chat. Yeah, you could yeah. Guess, guess in the chat if you want. Is anyone guessing in the chat? What is AB? Well, here we go. There you go. You guessed it right, all of you. It's uh, after vaccine. Or audiovisual after virus. Thank you, Rakesh. But say after vaccine. I, I suggest you change that to after after vaccine. So BCDC, AC after vaccine. So meaning life after Corona will be however it's going to be. But once we've got that um, Dr. Anthony Fauci and, and, and Chris, whatever his name is, our chappy in the UK and our fabulous um, Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid, etc. here, yelling us all um, feeling good about being vaccinated now we're not going to go into that today but again we could feel into that if we were in a workshop mode and then act out how we would be as as, as a community uh, in 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 mode four so bear these in mind please everybody um dc ac av bc's gone okay right here we go you mentioned some of this in your intro Sharad. look the, the green side is a bit of a quote from me or Sharad. We were chatting and I plucked it out of our conversation, Sharad. The digital arena is becoming a comfort zone 
like DC. It's becoming a comfort zone for cross profiles, cross generations, cross geographies. Actually, there's more than 11 omni channels. There's more than 11 devices, Sherard, that we could be using at any one time, devices or sites or channels. It's outstanding. Therefore, we've got multi-touch points. But we've also got in this a desire to connect. We've got a desire from our great auntie uh, uh, Krishna, who wants to come online and connect on FaceTime. We've got a desire from uh, a, a grandpa Ismail who really wants to get online, Baba Ismail. And we've got you know, a desire from auntie Kathleen who also wants to get online and so does little Alfie who's only four, right? We've got this desire now to connect online and we can do it across all of the, 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 the what do you call them? The, uh, the lines above, I've lost my words for a minute. Let me move on, I'm rambling. Here we go. So here's another quote that we came up with, Sherard. We said, the customer spectrum, the spectrum of our customers is omni-gathering. I mean, they're gathering in many points and places, and we can even be in conversation with people we've ne never met before. I mean, like today, I mean, you know, some of us have never met. So let's just um, read that orange bit together, bearing in mind my four C's at the beginning, the customers we were looking at today, well, stakeholder, community. From the public to community, to customers, to client, to consumer, to partners, to associate, to team members, dot, 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 to family members, dot, 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 to your neighbors, and so on. And so here's what's going on. We've got the multi-devices on the path to play, and we've got multi multimedia in the channels to conversation. Multimedia in the channels to conversation. And as we're all B2B today, I believe, I'm gonna go back to that first one. Multi-devices on the path to, I'm gonna get rid of the L, pay. I mean, we need to generate business in this world, right? So. Here we go. I can see. Um, thank you so much, whoever said geofencing. Really, really. And I loved your phrase. Geosensing will amplify this. Thank you so much. So, what is the alternative strategic solution? Tricia Evans, I hope you're hearing that. The alternate, alternative strategy. Uh, Tricia came up with that phrase. Thank you, Tricia. Here, here's two ways for this in this new circular economy online. One I'm suggesting today, Sherard, is that looking in different places for new answers. And indeed, you can swap that round, everybody, look in new places for different answers, right? So, okay. And I haven't put in there right answers because how do we know what's right anymore, right? And then in the other side of this circular economy, let's all try and do our best to remain decisively human in this digital environment. So there's our prongs for remaining, uh, for, be, for looking for our alternative strategy. I also wanna mention something else here. Um, during um, Corona, some of you know, or DC, um, I created with um, Ian Berry, a marvelous um, uh, business consultant and coach from Melbourne, Australia, something called Strategic Artistry the alternative to strategic planning. So Sharad, I just wanted to say, you know, the alternative to st strategic planning in this point time when we don't know, in 
strategic planning, which I've always thought was a bit of an oxymoron, although my company name is Strategic Solutions and has been for years. Um, um, in strategic planning, we want to get from here to there, right? So in strategic artistry or the alternative to strategic planning, particularly when we're with our customer, how about thinking about getting from here to here? Because, I mean, we started 23 minutes ago and we're never going to get that moment back. We're now here. We keep getting here, here, here. So moving on. Um, so it's all therefore about transforming digital. And I did mention at the front end that we've got some cohort members from the MBA in transformational leadership, Sharad, from mdciedu.com. This was a, a program we again launched during Corona. It's called the Next Generation MBA, and it's now all online. And there are 23 people who will graduate before September this year because they joined last August, DC during Corona. Because that client, that company, MDCI transformed digital. So let's look at that quote, be responsible for creating an exceptional, exceptional engagement experience. Why? Because transformational leadership is what we need now, correct? Question mark. And if we were in a workshop, we'd be breaking out and having a good uh, you know, rumble around this. But now we need to, on this uh, few minutes left, we need to look at transforming digital. And here's the three M's for that. Let's always make this experience, and remember to look at it from your own point of view, as memorable, meaningful, and magical as you can. And those three M's can go round in any way that you like. They could be, it has to be meaningful, therefore it will be magical, and then it will be memorable or it can be magical, which makes it truly meaningful because it touched me and then it's memorable. And I just wanna say at the beginning, I said taking legacy tools and bringing them in a contemporary way. Well, you've already noticed, I've mentioned some le legacy tools in the previous slides, but this is one, these three M's, strategic solutions and our clients have been using these for our campaign guidelines and our event guidelines for more than 20 years, Sherrod, and you'll probably remember that. But here we go. Here's another quote that I plucked from what we were talking about these last weeks. The deep transformation is how we show up to what is showing up. And on that circular energetic again, you can look at any of them, but I'm going to go to the one at number uh, at six o'clock. And I've got a feeling Mark Went Wentworth's online. Uh, Mark Wentworth is, a, is again another client and associate who um, uh, www.colorforlife.com. Mark really knows how to help us unleash the energetics of color. Now, the we in here, everyone, is our brand, our company. The colors we wear as a brand, not as an individual, but yes, it could be the individual in that brand. The style we adopt as a brand, the way we behave as a brand, that's values. The way we speak as a brand, that's vocabulary. And actually the values in vocabulary is huge. The, value, the equity you can get out of that is huge. And then the way we look, that's as a brand. Huh? So let's move on. So three top line issues we're suggesting, Sherrod, that there's a dance between the demands of search engine optimization or SEO and good content. 
So how do we ensure the SEO works to draw, to lead nurture, to inbound, et cetera, and that the content stays on, and I'll just go back, you know, on brand, right? Um, and here's the other one, everyone, as we're coming in through DC into AC, into AB, of course, you've already seen a lot of this. It's all about storytelling. And here's one that um, an associate of mine in Australia as well, Bernadette Gwert, says um, the following, that good marketing is all about a series of helpful conversations, right? Good marketing is all about a series of helpful conversations. And indeed, you could say, you know, good communications, good connections is all about a great story. Right, storytelling. Number two, the design debate between our user DX, and we've looked at the definitions before, and the actual DX, the digital experience, to create that digital customer experience. So this is the design debate, also the build debate, the architectural debate of how we build and show up in our um, in our online assets as the brand. And the debate can be with our UX team, right? It can be with our, as number three says, with our coders, you know, with those that are looking after our algorithms. So the battle between the brand and its attributes with coding, with flow, how that all works, how that all moves through the digital ocean and algorithms. Next one. So another definition, everyone, three bits to look at the X factor. We're finally there. 14 minutes in or something, I think, Sherrod. No, I don't know how, how far in are we, Sherrod? About uh, 25. Oh, blimey. Have I been rambling that long? Here we go. No, you're fine. The X you're fine. <laughs> okay, thank you, everybody. Right, the X factor. Here we go. I'm sure you've already looked now, but here we go. I'm going to read them out. Num it, 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 the X factor is, is, is a dictionary definition. It's also that amazing, the X factor, that amazing long-running fabulous show that brings out the essence and magnifies the essence in so many humans by getting them on stage thank you simon cowell and cheryl crow and sharon osborne and everybody um and whichever territory you're in but it actually 1930 is our first di dictionary definition of the x factor here we go an unknown or unexplained quality that has some, a strong but unpredictable influence making someone or something more interesting or valuable. Ooh, as a brand leader, don't you want some of that? Particularly the more valuable bit at the end, right? But it's the unexplained quality, everybody, right? It's not all the old era stuff that we were really thinking about. We're moving into, into a space where we're all online. How are we gonna make this so different? So number two, a variable, the X factor is a variable that's beyond description. Oh, crime. What are we going to do there? We can't even describe it. That has the most significant impact on the outcome. But again, we want that. We want a positive significant in, in impact on the outcome, right? And actually, Amanda and anybody else that's online now from the NBC and uh, the MBA cohort will remember Dr. Lester said suggested to us that when we start thinking about our objective and our outcome why don't we change the words and think about our intention and our impact right 
So I'm actually going to tweak that number three if it becomes my definition or our definition, Sherrod. Yeah? So let, let objective and uh, outcome become intention and impact. Right, number three, it actually is a medical term. If some of you online are from the medical sector or have come across this before, it's the coagulation factor described as a substance in blood that's essential for the normal clotting process. Well, that speaks to me for the brand, doesn't it? Doesn't it speak to you? I want to pull in and have some stickiness in my community, in my loyalty, in my customers. That's so both inside and outside the organization. So look, here we go. So locating X, Sharad, that's why we're here today. We're trying to locate X. So number one, the X is unknown. The X is in the person or the thing, right? Or the service. The X is the unknown desire of the person, of the customer, it's a desire. The X is the unknown nourishment of that desire. And what touches a person one way may indeed touch another in another. And thank you for correcting my spelling, whoever just did that, appreciate it, we'll change it. So um, let me then suggest that I pull this slide up again, just to remind you of those five perception receptors, um, most of which are sort of um, partnering, dancing with our senses, aren't they? Right. So what it, it, what's in there are three things, I feel, that the decisively indecisive customer uses mind, body and sensing in order to determine subconsciously whether they're having a great experience or actually a bad experience or a mediocre experience. I mean, you know, and where do we want to be on the experience graft, on the, on the experience life cycle, as in the Boston Consulting Group's product life cycle. And again, if we were in workshop together, we'd be doing some modeling around that. So look, alternative strategic thinking, Tricia, here we go. On the left side of my screen is the outer, how we show up with our words, our actions and our deeds. And that's including as a brand and that's including as a customer, client, consumer, community stakeholder. And then inner, I mentioned the, head, the heart and the head before, uh, inner, but the head for our thoughts and the heart for our feelings. Yeah? And in strategic heartistry, our suggestion is listen to the heart, it knows and then ask the head, right? So let's keep going. Right, here's another definition. Here's one we made up. Sensing X in the digital era, in this era that we're moving, we're in DC, moving to AC and AB. X is the element that touches our heart and tells the head to go into action because it creates a memorable connection in a magical moment, giving meaning or desire. Now, of course, there can be a negative to that. You know, there's positives and there's negatives in everything. There are polarities in everything we do. The good thing about polarities is they come round again and we could, we'll, we would, would be doing a breakout on this. They come round like the infinite eight, you know, on its side, um, the, 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 the cycle of life. Um, and, but for example, let me just say to you, if we didn't experience dark, we wouldn't know light, would we? 
we wouldn't be able to explain light. And if we didn't explain dark, we, light, we wouldn't know when we're in the dark. So let me just move on. So here's some good news. There are actually some research done that there are four key universal desires. So this is the good news for all of us out there who've got a custodianship for customer experience in the digital space. Um, um, here's those universal desires. We all want to be happy. We all want to experience happiness. We all want to experience being healthy. We all want to be secure and we all want to belong in, belonging, have a sense of belonging. Now, I nearly gave my game away there because I want you to divide that life last word in three and take the G off and read it as be long in. Because we as brand leaders need our customer to be long in with us, correct? So happy, healthy, secure and belonging. So here we've got then a marriage of um, desire and experience. Um, is what we can look at here. If X is the unknown experience, where is that experience felt in me? And I've got a lot to share with you around feeling and felt shift and what makes us purchase or do something. How does experience get into me? Ah, the senses. So bingo, we can feed, connect and uh, with and through the senses to create an experience quickly here we go so we have five senses don't we i, I could have um, not put this slide up actually i'm going to ask you all a question in a minute get ready with your chat sharad please help me yes. to look in the chat sure. in a moment mm -hmm. so here's the five senses and there are many more but here's the five senses that we work with right taste touch sight smell and sound and they fit into those five perception lenses that we looked at twice on two slides. And the space between the senses is the stimulation and response space. Now, what I want to know, Sharad, from well, from you all, really, not from you, you can answer it if you like, Sharad, is um, there's a sixth sense that can really, really, really help us. Does anyone know what it is? Um, I think Rohit or somebody just put up a super comment. What was that, Sharad? Experiential economy for senses. Experiential. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love it. Love it. The experiential economy. Thank you so much. So I'm asking, so intuition. Thank you, Anu. You jumped in. Anybody? So Anu, Anu is bang on. Um, and thank you so much. Here you go. The sixth sense of intuition. So um, I'm just going to say that very quickly, because again, if we were in a um, workshop, we could play with this. I just want to give you the polarity between intuition and, and instinct, because often we confuse them both. So instinct, I'm going to suggest, and of course, again, if we were working more together, we could play this out. The instinct is, for example, we instinctively breathe. As soon as we learn how to breathe, we instinctively breathe. We don't intuit breathing, we instinctively breathe. Um, another one is driving a car, learning to drive a car. You know, when we learn to drive a car, it's really tricky. But once we pass and we've got practice, we instinctively know how to drive that car. And we can even listen to the radio and have a passenger and chat to them and do other things. It's not intuition, it's, it's instinctively driving the car. Intuition is 
something we feel. Some call it the gut feeling. If it's a gut feeling, that's remember that three M's, the meaningful, magical, memorable. The gut holds our memories. So somewhere in your gut, you have an intuitive feeling that a memory that could be the answer, could be the X. Um, but also intuition is through our third eye, our penile gland, our third eye, uh, just maybe just slightly over your, your left eye. Um, and one of the chakra points, there are 144 chakra points, as probably some of you know, but six, uh, seven chakra points we generally use. And again, we can workshop chakra points to find X factors, but intuition is the one. Right, so bearing in mind that, here's some X facts we are suggesting. And again, you know, these could be a page long, you know, pages long, but here they are throwing them in. We are in the reality now, and we can use ourselves as the instrument. So how you feel about experience is how, it's likely how one of your customer groups is gonna feel about experience. We have the response to it, to the desire, to the experience, because we can check in on our own experience. And we have the recipe because inner is here in us, outer is out there, and we know that from our sight and our hearing and our thoughts in our mind. And so we've got the ability to orchestrate the dance, to orchestrate the, the music. We can connect, we can design, and design provides space, and sense provides the stories. Sensing provides the stories. So we can connect using UX, and storytelling and everything in between Sherard, and we can really feed into the SEO so that it's looked after. And we can transact off of the piece of the jigsaw. I mean, just a quick thing about a jigsaw. Um, Trisha, I know you love jigsaws, so you might love this one. You know, a jigsaw has all the pieces in the box, right? You know, all the answers are there. I suppose if you haven't lost one of the pieces under the sofa, but all the answers are there and we just need to put them together. So all the answers are there. We intuitively and in our heart and head know them all, but we need to now, I'm suggesting, and we're suggesting that the X factor, if the CX in the DX arena in life, AC and AV, is to really just go more into what you know, into yourself and offer that as the brand. Now we're gonna talk about, um, there are 16 that we've named. There are actually 116 that we named. But today we're actually going to show you eight, I think it is. Is it eight, Sharad, today? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. So um, here's our quadrant. Here's our key. Here's our X boxes, our vault of Xs from the top left. Number one, interior, how we design the interior. Number two, how we design the messaging, go down, how we design universally, you know, what goes out into the ether and how we connect and design socially. We're going to look at one and two today. And here we are, interior design. There are four elements we're share, sharing with you today. Now, you know all these elements. They're the legacy tools, right, from yesteryear. But now let's bring them into and sense in using our intuition, using our mind into life, A, A, D, um, AC and AV. So logo, palette, and that's color palette, again, mark, format, and signature. Let's just have a quick look at each of those. Right, logo. Here's the suggestion in the digital arena that's coming in this digital ocean. Do you need an icon anymore? Question mark. Now, you don't have to answer it now. 
I'm just throwing it out there for you to look at uh, because in the old era, as we know, many of our brands, large, small and medium, big, large, whatever size would spend, well, I'm gonna change the word spend. I'm gonna say would invest a lot of time. You see that, invest time, in, invest a lot of heart and heartache and a lot of um, money in creating a logo. There was a chat comment there. Can I have it, Sherrod? Well, that was just a question. Do you need an icon in your branding anymore? All right, that's where we're going yeah. with it. Thanks yeah. for the question. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. where we're going. So you've yeah. got to make this decision um, um, just how important it is to labor over an icon for use in the digital space, right? So. Uh, the answer for some organizations and teams and products could be yes, and for others it could be maybe not. But here's, here's what we would do possibly with that icon and logo. We could, Mark, use a color palette. So, first of all, let me say, no, let me stay on this. So, if we, if we move, whether we choose an icon or whether we choose a name, color your words is my suggestion. So use a palette that colors your words in a color palette that is right for you. And why? Because in the digital space, who's going to, which other company or brand or site or whatever, uh, omni-channel is going to use your logo without you paying for the space? nearly zero, I would suggest. However, how many are going to use your wonderful words and your brilliant imagery and colors and graphs and all of that, you know, if they really, really, really speak to the story of the moment, the hashtag story trend of the moment? Most would, right? <laughs> so the suggestion is don't ditch your logo, but spend a little bit more time, the X in the in the digital era is on your words and is on color. And so here we go. The other uh, number three in this section was format. Grid your graphics. Uh, grid your graphics means, um, for example, photography. Um, you can all see Sharad and I on screen. We're landscape. Always choose, are you going landscape or portrait? Stick to where you are in photography and graphs and graphics, etc and or at least have a if you're going portrait and of course a lot of the omni channels require landscape you know use a portrait grid within your landscape environment space and maybe put the words on one side left or right grid your graphics always in the same way including when you take photographs so Sharad, i'm going to use your backdrop as an example I mean, looking at the screen at you now, it behind your right side, so left as I'm looking at the screen, I'm seeing an object, the man. So if every photograph that our brand took used the palette of the background, that's photography and videography, as well as graphics, use the palette that's behind Sharad's head um, with the hero in that uh, top, and as I'm looking at it, left, left third, of the grid, for example. There's lots of gorgeous work that we do like this. I know you've put the logo up in the top right corner, but if we were on someone else's site, they might not use that logo, uh, logo uh, Sherrod. 
Um, but your logo is words and you've colored your words, right? So it's worked well. An X factor could indeed be all that you need to put out there. So um, the signature means repeat the feature. So you, for example, repeat, repeat something in your photography, in your graphics, that's very, very subtle. And don't forget everything we're talking about are subtle moves. So for example, maybe you want to have a water feature in every piece of photography, every emoji that you use, every icon that you use, um, every um, bullet that you use, make it a water feature instead of, um, instead of a full stop. But particularly in photography, if you're taking your, your newsmakers photography, and we'll talk about newsmakers in a minute, you know, maybe always have a water feature in it, whether they're photographed in, in Doha, make sure there's some water in the picture. They're photographed in London, make sure there's some water in the picture. They're photographed in, in Kuala Lumpur, make sure there's some water in the picture and that the grid sticks. So that when the, you're using it in blog space articles, news releases, and then your online space, there's some real subtle synergy. It doesn't get boring, by the way. Right, message design, I'm conscious of time, Sherrod. Um, so shall I speed through this now? So look, message, four tips, glossary, vocabulary, voice, and OES. Let's go, glossary, create a new meaning. I mentioned it earlier, build your own glossary. I'll give you one quick example. In 2003-ish was the World Bank's meet in the International Monetary Forum and very soon following on with the Arab strategy, first Arab strategy meeting, which then turned into our Sheikh Mohammed's annual uh, event in January that pulls all the community together. In 2003 into 2004, we were on the agency team and we um, adopted the phrase corporate Arabia, obviously borrowed from the other CA, corporate America. And then for corporate Arabia was a glossary that Sheikh Mohammed used for quite a long time. Uh, quite a bit. It's it dripped away now because we all know about hashtag trending and hashtag what will trend. So when we're talking in glossary, we need to be thinking about what is trending and what we are going to be trending. So in, in the glossary, use bad vocabulary that shifts the energy. I've also already given you some examples, like instead of objective, use intention. Instead of uh, outcome, perhaps use impact. And of course, for your consumer and your customer at the till, we can use many different vocabulary um, um, uh, felt shifts, they're called. Oh, gosh, it's a gentleman called Howard something. Did some great work around self-felt self, uh, shift. I can't remember his family name. Howard Garner, I think, Sherrod. But we can always send this out to everyone. Wonderful work. Strategic solutions has always worked in this space. And then invoice. Now, look, cultivate an authoritative tone. God, that sounds really heavy, doesn't it? But what I really mean is cultivate an information tone. Um, no one really, you know, are we interested in what I've done and who I am if I'm puffing myself? No, you want to hear something different from me. So we need to cultivate, we're suggesting, in the X Factor for the digital experience and the customer experience online, an information voice where we're in conversation, where that customer can take the conversation we're having to a dinner table or another online chat. And again, we've got some fabulous working 
the, the out workshop to do around this and we build a fabulous message hierarchy it's absolutely superb right seo oes i'm going to stop here so uh, oes is just turning seo around so it's honoring seo but not letting seo hold us in a straitjacket so the o is everything we say or do needs to have an opt-in identifier and an opt-in identifier is something that uh, you have a second or less than a second to pull in the audience, the customer, particularly online. So the opt-in identifier is, is what you're saying or what you're showing me in it, is what's in it for me. Has it got some information? The E is an enabler, because once that half a second's passed, <clears throat> I'm going to be thinking, so what, how does that enable me to have a healthy, happy, uh, life that I feel secure and I can belong in. Do you remember those universal desires? And number S is, okay, fine. I can see why I should opt in. I should see why I can see why it enables me, but why you, why this brand? Why, why should I have the conversation in this space? And that's the special source. Some of you call it secret source. Source can be spelled S-A-U-C-E, or it can be spelled S-O-U-C-E source as in inner right not as in source that you drip on outer back to intuition look universal design if we were going into it was character statement circulation and yes feng shui <laughs> flow right we can talk about that another time uh, social design is all about the tools the timing the tags as in hashtags trending etc and of course the last one what is trending and how do we sense what is going to trend. We've got some real great exercises around that. So here we go. Um, the X Factor is unplugged, Sherrod. Um, to what we've brought into it is, you know, the inner, the heart into the head. And so what we're saying there is, is connecting the heart with the head, with the hands to plans to create alternative strategy. And that's a strap line we use in strategic artistry. So the objective or indeed the new reality or indeed the intention and the new reality is a level of digital consciousness where the world is interconnected created by the wonderful experience of happiness comfort and engagement because my experience is paramount so that's again suggesting you look at every experience from yourself and use yourself as instrument as you're building brand experience online the starter solution or recipe is today sense strategy, curate glossary, canvas with colour and acknowledge connection. And we've got a lot more that we can go deeper there, Sherrod. And here's some transformative glossary just to leave on the screen while you throw some questions at me. Um, and you can see the one I like on there, if you go to the third row, the orange box, look, please, 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 as we go AC into uh, AV, don't become marketeers that create more content obesity and information starvation. I mean, what I'm showing you here is the glossary that can become yours. I mean, look at the blue in the middle line, subtle moves with muscle, but now look at the green next to it. You can say simple steps with muscle. Um, one of my clients, Action Hotel, Sheikh um, um, Mubarak al-Sabah, um, uh, entered the uh, mid economy market, Sherrod, um, in 2011, 12, you know, the, the three, four star hotels when they really weren't the trend, the trend, now they are. 
but we came up with this phrase that the actions properties were a notch above the guidelines a notch above the guidelines gosh that has stuck and shape still uses it today and still gets asked about it by media right over to you Sharad. all right uh, that's been uh, thanks for sharing uh, the glossary and uh, everything that i see on the screen now uh, i relate to it and uh, i think if each one of us can take away even you know a few of the action points or the x factors it can make a huge difference in the way uh, we run our various businesses and uh, customer experience has to be at the heart of everything that we do and i'm just going to uh, get into a couple of questions that have come in uh, so ali wants to know how do you take care of uh, digital customer experience when you have so many consumers with such diverse needs and requirements. I yeah. guess he's hinting at the fact that people are coming in from different geographies across different platforms. Uh, so is there a yeah. common uh, structure or guideline to follow or do you have to adapt as you go along? Yeah, thank you so much, Ali. Uh, a super question, but again, you know, we were workshopping more where I would, I, where the X would lead us is into ourselves and those universal desires to um, be happy, to be healthy, to be secure, and to be longing, to, to feel a sense of belonging. So as long as anything for any customer persona or profile across generations, across geography, um, we all want those four things, correct? Right. I mean, you know, I mean, we're not here to, we can have a breakout another in the next session, perhaps, Sherrod and, and Chetland. So Ali, keep the underbelly. Remember, I used the word underbelly. Let's get the underbelly as to what we know experience is. I, I got rid of some slides. The desire to motion experience. What's the cause and effect is really what Ali's asking. And so um, we do have other slides that we didn't show today about this, but let me just take you into that space, those four universal desires, Ali. Go with those in the digital space and you're with it. Take care of the vocabulary. Um, this is talking in before you talk out, Ali. Talking into yourself, into your team, and into the brand and the organization before you talk out to market so that you're not all um, straight jacketed on, on brand voice, but that you've all got some essence in you. And the thing about essence is can magnify the experience. Any more questions, Sharad? Yeah, Rohit wants you to explain what you mean by the differentiator uh, in the glossary, you know? How do you communicate differentiator via glossary? Um, I'm actually, um, I, I don't know everything, Rohit, and I'm confused about this question. <laughs> so, um, but what I will say is, I'll, um, unless you want to write something else quickly, so I can see what you need, mean a little more, but what I'll talk to is that for 20 plus years, I, any client that I've worked with has never stepped step forward without creating a message hierarchy and a hierarchy and a glossary and it has been outstanding it's a legacy tool that we will carry forward into the seamless operating principles of ac and av uh, and i hope that helps i saw 
how I saw, did I see Rohit? Yeah, Rohit, did I see uh, Rohit ask another question? I can't, no. I don't know what you mean, Rohit. Uh, email me directly and, and tell me more, and then we'll share it with the group, the group on LinkedIn. Yeah. Is there and another Susan, question? Uh, you, Susan, you want to share your email with the participants? Uh, uh, by all means. Yeah. Do you want to send it out to everyone when you yeah, send I the will, recording? Will, yeah. yeah, yes, I'll absolutely. I'll put it in the chat box, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's Susan at strategicsolutionsonline.com. Woo! Right. You know, who, right. who has one like that? But that's from 1999, Sharad. Right, absolutely. I remember that. Okay, there you go. Haroon's so, talking about common sense. Well, look, common sense is just such a wonderful, wonderful phrase. Um, Haroon, um, um, okay, I'm going to go a bit deeper now. You know, overriding everything in my ex bank in my vault is about creating um, those four uh, those four universal desires but from a place of peace on the left and love on the right and in the center prosperity because we are all permitted to achieve a profit to create prosperity and yes one would hope that common sense as in the old era definition prevailed but of course as i hope you're leading to her, her own we've all got sensing in us so yes we can all common sense for common serve purpose common sense for common purpose to build community and if you break that word up common unity so indeed isn't that an intention of the brand isn't that an impact of the brand to really build community over to you Sharad. Right. i think we're yeah. on the hour yeah we are on the hour so i'm going to request our participants uh, to just share uh, some feedback about today's session with us and uh, i've just got something up on the screen which i think you can see so help us with your feedback uh, susan and i are planning to have a series of x factor webinars so it's all in the making and we will soon share with you our future plans to host similar webinars where we talk about the other X factors that you need to look at because 60 minutes is too little to uh, do justice to this subject. So we've made a great start. We've got you thinking, I'm sure. And now it is time for me to wrap up. And I like to do that by thanking my speaker, Susan. Thank you for sharing your experiences um, and your wisdom. And uh, I'm sure we are a lot wiser today than we were 60 minutes back. So appreciate your uh, inputs and, uh, and all the learnings that you shared with us really. Uh, so a big thank you to you, Susan. Uh, okay, Shara, can yeah. I just can I just say that uh, thank yes. you for that thank you. And thank right. you to you too. But what yeah. I hope today is that, that I've been a thought prompter, a thought right. provoker, um, you know, the word thought leadership, I think, has got a bit of an oxymoron as well. I mean, you know, how can you lead someone else's thought, right? But you, as we've in experience, you can provoke it or you can prompt it. So you don't have to agree or align on it all, but I hope I've right. been giving you some prompts or provoked something. And I think yeah. uh, we should uh, keep this conversation going, perhaps on Clubhouse, because that seems to be the new flavor of the season. And we could possibly open a room there uh, called branded X Factors. 
and uh, carry on our communication on that platform as well. So thank you audience participants for sharing your 60 minutes with us. Hope it was useful. Stay tuned. Keep logging on to onlywebinars.com and you'll see a whole calendar of webinars coming up this month and in March. So thank you once again all for your time and stay safe.